Hi, this is Michael Dorn, Lieutenant Commander Worf from Next Generation and Deep Space Nine, and you're listening to Trek FM. Hailing frequencies open, you've tapped into Trek FM's Hyper Channel. I'm Luke Weir, and coming up, we'll be diving into all of the latest news about Star Trek Discovery that has been blowing up the internet the past couple of days. But first, I wanted to talk about something else related to Star Trek Discovery. I was reading through a thread in the Babel conference recently, and it seems like there's still a bit of confusion about how fans around the world will be able to watch Discovery. So let's take a look at the different ways the new Star Trek series will be available. And let's start off with the basics, in case you haven't been following the news recently. In most countries, Star Trek Discovery will not be available on a traditional television network. Instead, it will be available almost exclusively on streaming services. Let's start with the United States, where Star Trek Discovery is expected to be the killer app on CBS's new streaming service, CBS All Access. The premiere episode will be broadcast on the CBS network, but all subsequent episodes will only be available through CBS All Access, which has a monthly subscription fee and includes ads, although you'll watch about 25% fewer ads on the service than you would in a typical hour of network television. Next, in Canada, Star Trek Discovery will debut on CTV, that's Canada's largest broadcast network. Then subsequent episodes will air on two cable networks. The English version will air on Space, and the French version will air on Zed. And Canadians will be able to stream the series on Crave TV. Now, for the rest of the world, watching the new series should be much simpler. Netflix will make Star Trek Discovery available in practically every other country in the world besides the United States and Canada, and also including a few countries where Netflix isn't currently available. Uh, that includes China, Crimea, North Korea, and Syria. But everyone else will be able to watch the series with their normal Netflix subscription. Uh, this is really exciting for international audiences. Even though Star Trek has always been readily available in the United States, most other countries have had to rely on importing tapes or DVDs to get their Star Trek fix, and only recently has streaming made previous Star Trek shows easily available to international audiences. You can read an interesting article about this on trekcore.com. We'll post the link to that article in the show notes. Now, we don't know what other non-streaming options, if any, will be available for Star Trek Discovery. Most shows are available to download on digital platforms like iTunes or Vudu, and most shows still eventually have a physical release on DVD or Blu-ray. But these things can play out differently for streaming exclusives, so it's hard to say at this point. If there's any new details, I'll be sure to let you know here. Now for the news you've all been waiting for, let's talk about the latest details on Star Trek Discovery. Showrunner Brian Fuller shared some exciting new details about the series in an interview with Nerd World Report, and there's so much to talk about here. First, remember in episode 155 where I shared a speculative piece from Blaster.com about a previously established character that could possibly take center stage in Discovery? Well, we now know that the female protagonist who is leading the series is probably not Majel Barrett's character from the original series' first pilot. Uh, when Brian was asked about this fan theory, he responded by saying, quote, When we introduce our protagonist, she is called number one for that very reason, in honor of Majel Barrett's character in the original pilot. 
As we were first talking to CBS about the series, initially we were only going to call this character number one, because in the 60s, in the first pilot, Gene Roddenberry was very progressive, and he had a female first officer, and the CBS executives at the time said that America was not ready for a female in a command position. He went on to say that we will eventually learn her name by the end of the first season. But that's not all we learned from this interview. We also got some more insight into the decision to set the show in the Prime Universe instead of in the Kelvin timeline. And actually, it wasn't that difficult of a decision for them. Brian said, quote, When we developed the story, it could have taken place in either the Prime or Kelvin timelines, so the timeline was relatively inconsequential, end quote. But he added that there was a sort of cleanliness in keeping his series independent from the Paramount films, noting the advantage that the two production teams won't have to keep track of what the other is doing. While talking about the choice to stay in the Prime Universe, Brian also gave us a glimpse into how they're approaching the look for this new series. Quote, There are so many aspects of the original series that would be fun to explore with updated production values. End quote. Later, he said, quote, We're going to try to achieve a new look for Star Trek that is very much Star Trek, but also our interpretation of Star Trek. End quote. And he added that the Prime Universe feels like, quote, a good place to start our signature look for the Star Trek universe and work our way forward as we begin to tell new stories. When asked about whether or not the uniforms would more closely match that of the Enterprise crew or Captain Pike's crew in the original series' first pilot, The Cage, he said, quote, It's really something completely different. I think when you see it, I can tell you specifically what the influences are, end quote. He also referred to the uniforms as a happy transporter accident, which I thought was very interesting. As for the aliens we might see, Brian said, quote, One of the very cool things we get to do on the show is we get to reimagine all of the alien species that we've seen before in the series and do something a little bit unique with them. It's for all of us who fetishize the look of these various species over the years of Star Trek. It's fun for us to put a new spin on old favorites, end quote. He went on to share about a costume test that just recently took place and how one of the writers brought up how the changes might affect cosplayers and another writer jumped in and said that he was confident that cosplayers would, quote, rise to the occasion, end quote. When a listener called in and asked Brian Fuller about the music of Star Trek Discovery, Brian said that although he loves James Horner's and Jerry Goldsmith's film scores, unfortunately they don't have the rights to any of the music written for the films. They do, however, have access to the music created for the television shows. And Brian elaborated on that, saying, quote, We absolutely have to have orchestral elements of the show and live orchestra as well. If we didn't have a live orchestral score, we would be the first televised Star Trek series without one. But you look at some interesting hybridizations of synths or orchestral scores that have serviced Star Trek very well. Jerry Goldsmith's score in First Contact had some fantastic mixed pieces, and I look at what Hans Zimmer does and I love his work for Interstellar, so it's interesting to take a bit of a mix with our approach." End quote. In this interview with the Nerd World Report, Brian also shared that we shouldn't expect to see any more episodes of Star Trek in 2017 beyond the 13 that were initially ordered. He added that he would, quote, strongly recommend that we never do 26 episodes. I think that would fatigue the show. Ideally, I would love to do 10 episodes. I think that model has a tighter story, end quote. 
but he also added that he's in talks about what they can do to keep Star Trek fans invested throughout the year, implying that there might be some other content available exclusively through CBS All Access that would incentivize fans to continue subscribing while Star Trek Discovery is between seasons, but nothing yet is officially confirmed about that extra content. Going over a few other tidbits we learned from Brian Fuller's interview, we found out that Nicholas Meyer, who directed Star Trek VI and Undiscovered Country, is writing the second hour of the pilot in addition to his other writing duties. The first hour is being written by Alex Kurtzman and Brian Fuller. Also, we found out that the first action figures for Star Trek Discovery have been produced. Brian Fuller has held two different character figures in his own hands. And we could probably expect some casting announcements in October. Right now, they're meeting with actors and figuring out everyone's schedules. And while talking about casting, Brian brought up that he would be interested in possibly working with actors from his previous shows. Uh, those include Pushing Daisies, Dead Like Me, and most recently, Hannibal. So that's actually where I'm going to wrap things up for today. There's a lot happening in the world of Star Trek that I didn't have time to cover today, like Mission New York coming up here this weekend, but we'll have plenty of news to cover from that here in the near future. Looking back on Brian Fuller's comments on the development of Star Trek Discovery, I continue to get more and more excited about this next era of Star Trek on television. Now, when Brian talks about the ways he and his team will be reimagining Star Trek for modern audiences, I will admit that I do get a bit nervous. The continuity of Star Trek is really important to me, and like a lot of fans, keeping that continuity intact is something that I take seriously. But when we look back through the various iterations of Star Trek, when we look at the changes between the original series and the next generation, uh, when we look at how the Klingons have changed, how the Tellarites have changed, even how the look of the Andorians has evolved throughout the series, these changes have ultimately led to a higher quality, more beautiful, more enjoyable viewing experience. I mean, can you imagine if in 2017 we saw TOS-era Tellarites with random guys walking around in pig masks, or if we saw our new female protagonist fighting somebody wearing a huge Goran suit? It just wouldn't work. But virtually every change that has taken place in the television series has been for the better, and I'm fully confident that Brian Fuller wants to make Star Trek the very best it can be, both for hardcore Star Trek fans as well as the next generation of Trekkies. So I'd encourage you to keep these things in mind as we keep learning more about Star Trek Discovery, and if you tweet at Brian or any of the writers, let, let's keep it positive. I know they'd appreciate it as they work hard to bring us some amazing new track. And that's it for today's episode of Hyper Channel. You can keep up with me on Instagram and Twitter at CraptasticLuke. That's spelled like Fantastic Luke, but with a crap instead of a fan. You should also add me on Facebook. Just search for Luke Weir. You can follow Trek FM on Twitter and Facebook. You can also join Trek FM's Facebook group, The Babel Conference. It's a secret group that's just for Trek FM listeners, and we have some great Star Trek discussion on there. Just search for The Babel Conference. That's B A B. E-L. You can support the Trek FM network on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash trekfm and check out the various levels of support you can choose from 
on there. Uh, if you want to keep up with all of the shows on Trek FM, you can subscribe to the Trek FM Master Feed, or you can keep up with individual Trek FM shows on their own individual podcast feeds. And those are all available on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, and so many more. You can also stream or download episodes or grab the RSS feeds from our website, trek.fm. And don't forget, you can check out all of the articles I sourced for today's episode in the show notes. And I would like to note that some of Brian Fuller's quotes were slightly edited for clarity. I'm Luke Weir. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back soon with another episode of Hyper Channel. Hyperchannel.